once you've been doing Sistema for a while, you realize that a lot of the problems are your own. Like they, yeah. you, they're yeah. inside you. So you need to work on them. And I, I, I love working on them. I don't like blaming my partners. I like working on the problems I have and executing them. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Hello and welcome to this, our 100th episode of Sistema for Life. For this celebratory episode, I've assembled a selection of my favourite questions and moments from the last year. With such a great lineup of guests and conversations, it was no easy task to pick these. And perhaps you had other favourites not appearing here. But hopefully these clips will resonate with you as they did with me, and serve as a fitting tribute to our first 100 episodes. Thanks so much to all our Systema for Life supporters on PayPal and Patreon. If you'd like to join the ranks and help ensure another great year of conversations, please visit ncsystema.com support and pledge a few bucks a month to the cause. Now on with the show. The selected interviews in this episode include Vladimir and Valery Vasiliev talking about the changing face of Systema and the necessity of giving people what they need, even if it's not what they want. Then there's DC Systema's Jonathan Hahn talking about the role of creativity in training and Systema as a true art form. We have Manami the Tsunami Mitanes of Systema Los Angeles talking about the value and pitfalls of cross-training Systema with other martial arts. Lance Rewatz and Martin Wheeler sharing their thoughts on last year's seminal Against Tension seminar at Systema HQ Toronto and on the concept of power as a natural state. Then frequent contributor Emmanuel Manolakakis also sharing his takeaways from the Against Tension seminar and on cultivating speed and relaxation on demand. And finally, we loop back to Vladimir and Valerie with some closing thoughts on the benefits of Sistema outside of self-defense, including stronger families, stress resilience, self-insight, and spiritual development. Enjoy. How have you seen Sistema change over the last 25 years? I right? recently had like a 25-year, is that right? Uh, yes, anniversary. Yes, um, in that time, and um, have you seen the change in the kinds of people that it attracts? Because it seems the early days of Sistema, lots of people who really wanted like hardcore martial arts and push-ups for half an hour, and now not so many of those people, at least in the in the groups. Um, but it has changed a little bit over time. Um, so, in your view. Uh, um, both teaching and, and witnessing and managing and bringing everything in. Um, h- how have you seen it change? Uh, to be you, you're right. You know, if before people come, they want to fight, they want to be tough, rough. That uh, means, but uh, and for example, I was younger. You know, I have more energy to, <laughs> to do this. Now, through my understanding um, <clears throat> how to teach. Uh, uh, start to be more relaxed even you know start to be uh, start to see things a little bit deeper and i guess when you start to relax people come to you in different level they they start to relax they, you know, in a way it's so strange i start to see that the people start to be more uh I'll say more whiter or something uh, in the face the more relaxed no tension the, in the moments many tension or some tension they feel much better they the more smile, but at the same time, they're strong inside. They can hit, they can, you know, make a moment. Hmm. That's that's what I see. People more friendly and friendly and how to say stronger, I guess. Hmm. Right. What do you think? No, I think everything became more solid. Yeah. More good people joining in, hmm. and then the ones who were not appropriate for this type of training fell off. Hmm. Um, so more good, strong. 
a backbone kind of to system. Yeah. So we just come back from seminar. It, it was a hundred mm. around hundred sixty people there, mm. and uh, they were great. You know, they uh, the fight, they move, they hit each other, and nobody was injured. But mm. at the same time, when they do the crowd work, for example, they run, hit each other, they fall, he he hit each other. Imagine 160 people. Nobody was hurt. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. So, so, so do you feel that's um, that's changed your practice of Sistema has changed as well as you've matured and grown? Like the, the things you teach are different because your priorities are different? For me, I try to uh, teach, uh, of course, soft stuff and hard stuff because some people need to have a good punch. Hmm. Some people just ask and they're, they're okay to move. Uh, uh, because some tough people come or so rough, or uh, you you have to hit them. It's just the problem is uh, now we show this less less and less. It it seems like a quite invisible for them to see those punches. That's what uh, make them some people worried or afraid because they didn't see they didn't see what comes from. They start to be you know upset, sad, and uh, because those type of movement what Michael show what I like, it's. Uh, it's so natural. It's a natural movement. It's hard to see, right? And uh, uh, they're not uh, broken. They're not uh, how say uh, rusty or or whatever. Uh, they, they didn't have tension, hmm. and that's why punch start to go because you cannot even prepare yourself. And then when the Michael hit you or whatever some good students, you feel incredibly good, and different fear comes. That's what I like. You know, those hmm. kind of fear cleans the other fear. Hmm. Right, because usually we're afraid, but we can calculate. And those kind of fear comes to hit you, so you don't know where it comes from, and you, you start to think differently, you start to move differently, but it bothers you, right? Hmm. You didn't see the moon, that's what I can say. But usually I do both classes, I do tough rough, hmm. and sometimes weak work, sorry, not weak, uh, uh, easy, easy, not easy, more, more lighter, more for sensitivity. Hmm. So do you, um, from that point of view, um, do you come to classes um, with an idea of kind of alternating between those things? Like sometimes you feel like we'll build people up and then we'll make them more sensitive and then you go back and forth. Or does it just depend entirely on the energy of the room and who who shows up, who's in front of you? Yeah, Mm. the second one. Uh, Mm. I try to see who's in it's like a border sometimes you see people and you can give them what they like and sometimes you have to give him what they didn't like mm. because this is the best way otherwise they start to be too clumsy a little bit you have to hit them you have to surprise them I think this is quite an interesting um, prospect of how kind of like free and open Sistema mm-hmm. is and as, as a martial art right so even the term martial art in, in Japanese, for example, they have kind of different phrases um, for something that's required as like a fighting art, right? And something that's a series of skills is a jutsu, like a jujutsu or kenjutsu for sword, right? Um, but they have a separate word, which is do for the path, right? It's, it's, the, it's the way that you train, it's the path that you walk on the way there. And there's a kind of connotation in Japanese that those two things are a little bit different. Like kenjutsu is just learning how to sword fight. It's learning how to kill people with swords. And there's nothing in kenjutsu which is necessarily supposed to be relevant to the wider world or how you think like in a lot of other ways right that that's the idea kendo is like the way of training like and it's and it's using kind of sword fighting as as a way of self-improvement that's supposed to be the idea right that you learn how to 
Um, and, and now it's obviously kendo as a sport, right? And it's and turned into something else. And the same thing with jujitsu and judo, right? That was the origin in in a sense of what Jigoro Kano did with jujitsu and turning it into judo. It's like, well, let's turn this into a, a self-development path, like something that kids and teenagers mostly in Japan could train in order to kind of improve themselves, their sense of balance, their sense of confidence, their sense of connection with each other, right? And kind of courageousness, all of those different things. Um, but in English, we just have this one word, art, right? And, and then when we say martial art, it, it's always struck me sometimes as a little bit of a contradiction in terms, because in, in some styles, it just seems like you rehearse some movements again and again and again, um, and you get better at those movements. And, and you could say that in the same way as maybe practicing like a, a very fine painting technique, like pointillism or something like over time, if you attain a degree of mastery of doing those things, then maybe you could say you're a fine artist. But most people who can just paint things very well, like a realist painting, um, aren't regarded as the greatest artists of their time. The, the, the greatest artists in you know fine art or in whatever discipline it's going to be, in sculpture or architecture, are usually the most creative. They're the ones that kind of break the rules and, and they use what they've learned and to go in all different directions. And to me, that's the definition of an art, that, it's, that it imbues things with meaning and that it has at its heart creativity. And to me, Sistema is one of very few martial arts that really, really embodies that. There, there are others, absolutely there are others, and you can express yourself in lots of different ways with different martial arts. But the, the, the relative formlessness in Sistema is something that I found to be pretty unique and genuinely offers me kind of like a creative outlet. Have, have you got any kind of thoughts on that, being an artist yourself? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's really interesting because I think, uh, especially with the growth of uh, you know, BJJ and MMA, there's sort of a renewed uh, interest in competition uh, in society, and which tends to, again, uh, fuel and reinforce the ego as opposed to uh, more of us self-discovery and self-refinement which we associate with uh, martial art in the with the emphasis in the art mm. and i kind of see it as the difference between um pornography versus art where i think the purpose of pornography is to um, have somebody covet and get a thrill and have um, some sort of an ego boost while art is more of a loss of self and where you lose yourself into the object that you're viewing so one may look at a naked person for arousal versus looking at uh, a painting of a body just appreciate the sculptural element the beauty the maybe uh, the hidden meaning of uh, what it means to be a human being in the world so there's all the like internal uh, meaning and experience uh, which comes from humility and and openness uh, is art while if it's all about coveting and in, you know, thrills, then which reinforces the ego, that goes into the realm of pornography. And it seems like violence for entertainment you know, goes into the realm of pornography, just from my point of view. Hmm. And it um, seems like things that reinforce the ego uh, really is a way to um, drift away from um, that self-discovery, uh, you know, like know yourself, which I think uh, Sistema tries to... Uh, um, you know, allow the student to explore. Yeah. So, so do you think there, um, like in art, there, there are, there are good and bad ways to try and cultivate creativity. Sometimes, I think, right? Um, for example, if you just make a habit out of just copying other people's work all of the time, right? Um, then, then everything that you do becomes a bit derivative 
for example, like, and, and I see pals with music too, right? So I play guitar. Throughout my teenage years, I would learn like, other people's guitar solos forwards, backwards, and, you know, all over the place. So I could see if I can try and play it like Steve Ray Vaughan or like Jimi Hendrix or Joe Satriani or something, right? I'd, I'll be practicing for hours and hours trying to get the same notes in the same order with the same kind of precision and, and accuracy, right? Um, but the end result was being able to kind of rote repeat some impressive things, but it still came off as like a party trick. Right? Look at him doing this thing and playing guitar faster than most other kids can or something. But there's always somebody who can play it a bit faster. There's always somebody who can play it a little bit more like the other guy. And it took me some years and perhaps a little bit of hard-earned maturity, right, <laughs> to realize that the difference between a great musician um, and, and just a good one, right, one who has who's skilled, um, is the feel, right? It's the feel that they come to the instrument with. And, and what made Hendrix and Steve Ray Vaughan great wasn't their ability to play thousands of notes or play more notes than somebody else. Um, it was their ability to take one note and shake the shit out of it, right? And just and say something with one note that came out. And the same thing in, in art, right? And you can, you can be extraordinarily skilled in your ability to kind of replicate what's in front of you. Um, but often the people we admire most... Uh, and a lot of the Impressionist movement came from this, right, was this ability to capture an entire feeling or capture an entire shape or an entire movement or, or a mood um, with less, right, uh, to, to, to see if you can kind of put that forward. Is Are there ways, do you think, in which sometimes martial arts are practiced that lead us away from creativity um, and ways that can lead us towards it? Um, yeah, um, I think what's really unique to Sistema is... Um, the, the drills themselves uh, really does allow for self-discovery because um, I think um, it's one of the few arts that really allows you to explore suffering. Uh, and I'm not saying suffering in a masochistic way, but a lot of these drills are just very challenging and frustrating and humiliating uh, if you have your ego invested in it. Mm. And I think, um, I mean, there's a lot of, emphasis on violence, but very few people stu um, study suffering of, you know, how it feels to receive um, and and how you process that information. So hmm. I think um, the study of suffering um, allows you to really explore and develop compassion for oneself and others. And I think it's that really internal exploration uh, that allows it to turn into art as opposed to, um, you know, just uh, mimicking movement uh, or trying to replicate something um, physically so it just appears a certain way. Um, I think it's really that really, um, uh, again, uh, what Vladimir said about know yourself. Um. Most of them, I'm not going to say all of them, but most of them, have had different backgrounds in martial arts. Yeah. You know, more or less. You know, you look at Vlad, you look at Martin, you look at, you know, all these great guys, they have different backgrounds. Yeah. And they kind of brought it into system as well. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you can start out with no experience, and that's great because you can develop your movement very well. But at some point, I think you have to learn uh, how to do those uh, individual uh, things to uh, maybe, you know, like uh, finish or or really control yeah. someone. 
Yeah, I often see um, kind of a frequent example for me is that I see people who haven't had a lot of um, fighting background, like in any kind of combative sport or martial art or anything like that, right? They haven't really wrestled at school. They didn't do judo like most kids do in Japan or something like that, you know? Um, and But they study Sistema and some of them quite athletic from other fields. Like I've got a couple of guys who played, you know, college level like handball or football or things like that as well. So they're quite athletic. So it's not that they can't move their bodies or control them. They really can. And then also they learn Sistema principles and they learn how to use weight. And for example, when they're rolling on the ground, I see them very, very often like moving into a position where they have hold of somebody's leg, but they just don't really know how to finish like a leg lock right like a, like a leg lock can be quite a technical thing especially something like a like a knee bar right so like there's a small margin for error with somebody wriggling out of it and the legs are so strong it's quite easy for somebody to even just power their way out of a leg lock a lot of the time right unless you get it pre- precisely um mm-hmm. or you know or somebody gets like right behind somebody they've got the back when they're on the ground and they've got both arms around the neck but they just can't sink in a choke they don't know how to do it you know or the, right. or, the, or the, it's too easy for the guy to defend just by like fending off the hands and things and if if you haven't studied a little bit about how to get around that you can use all the principles you can slide in there you can be in the right place you can have the right distance you can be really relaxed you can be breathing well and you could still not finish the fight you know so it's mm-hmm. it's um mm-hmm. so it's it's an interesting thing to me and it's um so i tend to with my students i kind of go backwards and forwards a little bit i'll you know mostly i'm just teaching principles but once in a while i'll throw in something right i'll, I'll throw in a right. technique so that people can work from that from that scope and i've seen yes. other instructors in martin do that as well and, and lots of other people yeah. as well it's um but it's a it's a tricky thing because I've definitely seen it that if you get too technique oriented, then you start to lose the idea of what it is you're trying to get at with Sistema, right? And and if you if you really want to get good at ground fighting, and and that's your primary goal in training, then probably you'd, yeah. be, you'd be better off training BJJ, right? If if you want to be you know if that's what you want to do is BJJ or Sambo, right? And just study that and study that inside now. If your goal is to win and dominate in a ground fight, then that's probably the way you want to go. And and, and I think if you can get too oriented. I was talking to Ryo Onishi in the last, uh, in a previous podcast, and he was talking about how one of the things that he's learned along the path um, in becoming an instructor is that, and maturing kind of, is that if he gets too latched on to, a, to an idea or a technique, whether it's like a, you know, a, ch- a grapple or a choke or, or whatever it's going to be, if he can't make it work, if he can't make the principle of that thing work everywhere, like standing up on the ground, striking, like the, the idea behind it, the fundamental idea behind it, then he feels like it's too specific and it will lead him away from the thought pattern that he needs to maintain Sistema. And I thought that was a really interesting kind of idea, right? That mm-hmm. it's, good, it's good to have the information, it's good to have the skill, but if you get too kind of uh, attached to any one way of moving then that's your way of moving and it's not systemic anymore right is it you're, you're no longer free yeah. you're doing that thing and and if you if you want to use that thing then you'd be better off training that thing <laughs> does that kind of make sense uh, absolutely so yeah. that that's the pitfall of uh you know technique oriented uh, training mm. because uh yeah you get uh, you get caught up in it you get caught up in your technique your favorite technique your because when you compete you know a lot most competitors have their own favorite techniques sure finishing techniques and whether you're a striker or or grappler you have those and they focus on those because th- that's the winning uh formula yeah or uh, you know or, that they have so they go there um so uh, one thing um <clears throat> uh i remember martin martin telling me when i started out early on he said, uh, because I, he found out, you know, I was, I think at the time I was still training in jiu-jitsu, uh, NJKD, Filipino arts, 
and he told me, uh, you know, to uh, to quit training in other martial arts if I really wanted to study Sistema. Hmm. And um, um, he, he told me that. I, I don't think he's telling everybody that now, but yeah. I don't know. He, you ask him. But but yeah, he was he told me that, and I I resisted it. Mm-hmm. Because I liked other training as well, hmm. but sooner or later, I, I think I started to find out on my own that this training is not really benefiting me, you know, of finding out what the principles underneath it, hmm. and so forth. So I think I naturally sort of started to stop other trainings, hmm. you know, if not altogether, you know, I I just did you know once in a while and. And I just mainly focused on Sistema and just uh, pursued the the principles behind of Sistema or, or, or anything. I mean, you know, principles of Sistema is principles of life, really. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's for any martial arts. It's for anything you do in life. Mm. So th- that just, uh, you know, fit me. Um, you know, I, I wanted to go that way rather than, just training, uh, sparring, sparring, and trying to get the other guy. And and if I get it, you know, I feel good. If I don't get it, I feel frustrated. You know, that's yeah, the kind of you know that started to turn me off. Mm. And you you can do that when you're young, and you know, but, but <laughs> you know, you can't you can't be doing that forever. Yeah. So at some point, if you're smart, you would realize. You know, oh, I, I got I to gotta change the way I train. I have to train. You know, I got to be smarter. And I, you know, I should find, because fighting is, is very, it's a limited world. Hmm. You know, you want to find out about your life, which what really Sistema is about, right? Know yourself. Yeah. And if you're just fighting, you're in a small world, stuck in that world. Hmm. You can't really find out what's really offered. There are a million things that you're not looking at. Yeah. And uh, so, so you got to, you know, sort of expand yourself. And that's that's what I find in Sistema. And uh, I still find it today. I mean, everybody has their own concept, I think, of where yeah. power comes from in themselves, because obviously they have their own... Yeah mind as to where they're feeling that's coming from yeah uh, but from working with Vladimir and Mikhail I guess the one way that I see what that or what that maybe what that what I'm translating from what this they're doing is is that you you are powerful mm. and that the things the the rest of your life is kind of stacking up things on top of that power so you can't feel it yeah. And Sistema is a very good sort of cleansing method for removing like your fear and your ego and, yeah. and you know, well, pretty well those two things. If you can cover those, then you've pretty well covered everything. Yeah. Uh, huh. In some form or another. Yeah. And, and uh, once you remove fear and ego, or at least start to recognize and deal with them, mm. then you don't have to then gain power. You already are powerful underneath that. Mm. And so it's, it's, it's your natural state is power. And you kind of have spent a lifetime stacking other things on top of it to block you from feeling that. Yeah. And you don't have to, 
you know, go through all this work to remove those things and then start working on power. The power's yeah. already there. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that can be through the way you're moving, the way you're thinking, the way you're, you know, if you're religious, the way you're praying. Yeah. You know, the, these things sort of connect you and open you and, mm. and, uh, and then you can, the, the, the least amount of other things that are happening, happening can, it can then kind of have a translation like on a one-to-one basis with your movement instead of yeah. like a three-to-one. Or So what did you take from yesterday, Lance? Uh, top that. We better wheel it. <laughs> no, I mean, just in terms of looking at structure and stuff, even as an engineer, you must yeah. you look at structure and efficiency in a different way, right? Was there anything that jumped out at you yesterday, that um, some phrase that Vlad used or something that just kind of changed the way you thought about things? Um, the thing that struck me yesterday was mostly about his movement and I guess efficiency would be a good way to approach that. It's that um, we tend to work in Sistema. There's two, I would call it broad categories of movement. There's this, yeah. this sort of movement that he was mostly doing yesterday with the whole body. You just sort of float, right? Everything is a piece. Yeah. Um, but then there's also the stuff that a lot of, I think a lot of people see, which is the, the, the large movements and the loose joints and the relaxation, right? Every every little bit does every little thing that it wants. And yeah. like Martin's foot kicking somebody and Martin like, oh, that's just my foot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it just does what it does. Yeah. Um, and it struck me yesterday watching him move in his discussion about how to move and not, like as you said, putting, you know, like your chest or your feet or your head or, you know, let yourself get ahead of yourself. Sure. And uh, take you out of your structure. How much... Small, that small movement mm. is just buried deeply internally in those larger full body movements because mm. moving as a as a unit as he was talking about yesterday didn't restrict him in any way shape or form yeah right all of those other movements are still in there you just can't see them yeah it's just much more efficient about it he's taken all of those big movements and he's condensed condensed them down to their Mm. Their their barest essence, so he only uses what he needs to use when he needs to use it, and yeah. it looks like he's not really doing much. But there's a lot of there's a lot more going on in that one piece, as he was talking about. That mm. it's just hard to see and hard to recognize yeah. when it happens. Which is advantageous to him when you're yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, things happen around him that you have no idea, yeah, or even possible until they happen, right. Yeah, I remember watching him once. This was at a camp many years ago, and um, the thing about Vladimir's movement is that it always seems to be exactly what it needs to be, exactly what it needs to be. That, mm. and I remember watching him do a demo with two or three people with knives and shovels, and they came at him, and he was moving. And there was a point where I thought somebody was going to collect him with a shovel. Yeah, like no, that's not. And he did this movement like a full body wave with a spin and a turn and the guy ended up looking, looking up at him from the ground. And there was a collective gasp from 200 people who all went, oh. <laughs> Until I saw that movement, I didn't know that movement was possible. And then right. after I saw that movement, I realized that was the only possible movement that could exist in that moment. Hmm. And he managed to find it. Right. It was yeah. just there. Just pure freedom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't uh, like he's still, and then he's not still, and he, it's. But it's not. Uh, it's not exaggerated. It's not a stance. It's not a position. It's not sure. a technique. It's just a movement in a moment that is exactly right for that moment. Yeah, yeah. One thing that grabbed out me yesterday was he was talking about how when your posture is 
you know, when you're properly postured, um, you have a clear sense of self, right? Your identity, like you know where you are, you know who you are, you know what's going on. And as soon as you break that posture in somebody else, even when it's a small push of the hip or something, they start to lose themselves, right? They, they, they lose their sense almost even of identity and then that becomes easier to work with them. And Martin, you've talked about this in different contexts before, you know, like moving into the spaces they didn't know were there and then you kind of keep them there, right? You're really good at juggling somebody. So after the first strike or the first push, they they have no idea what's happening for about the next five seconds, right? Until they're on the floor. And I thought that was really interesting. But on the flip side of it, there's also this idea that um, when you're trying to move as one whole piece, if you're not careful, you can get too attached to yourself, I think. And I think I was suffering from this yesterday when we were working together and we just had to keep the chest and the knees in one piece and avoid a push and move with it. You pointed out that I was just pivoting on, as you put it, pivoting on one hip. And then you showed me what you were doing. And I just, three, four times, I still couldn't see or feel the difference and until you kind of did something else to make me go faster. And then you're like, there it is. Um, so I, do you think there's a, there's a danger sometimes in when you start to think about my posture has to be perfect and I'm going to move that perfect posture around, this is me, that you can get too attached to that and then you, you won't allow yourself to break any any form within yourself, you know, like inside. Like, I mean, hmm. any form of training like this tends towards fanaticism for any hmm. idea that you have. Yeah. Because it's become such a revelation when you get the... Because you're not learning techniques. Yeah. You know, that when you get an idea of, to see how Vladimir moves or Michael mm. moves or something, you're like, oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, know, the like, that's, that's the that's thing. That's the secret source. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and yeah. so you tend to become a bit, a little bit fanatical within yourself without intentionally being. Yeah. It's not an intentional thing. It's just you start to really believe yeah. in something. Mm. And uh, and so you, you do it until it becomes redundant or it breaks you. Mm. you know and after it you know redundancy and breaking in a martial art is pretty bad usually timed about the same time yeah and uh and after a while you figure out well that's not quite i'm on the path but it's it's you know you gotta you gotta pull back from um you see the problem with having an idea about something in movement is it tends to translate into tension mm-hmm. and you have to pull back into checking the relaxation within within the movement to, to remove the tension idea. The idea itself causes you to reform and out of that reforming mm. generally tension comes. Yeah. And so then it takes a lot of work to keep that structure but release the tension. Yeah. And that's I mean, what we what you were working on yesterday, and what, what I was trying to show you was that you, sure. you had a very good posture. You were yeah. working posturally correct, but it wasn't yeah. poise. Sure, it wasn't ready to move. It wasn't ready to move. Yeah. If the, if a knife had come at your hip at that point, yeah, you could have spun off the punch, but the hip is never going to be able to get out of the way of stuck. Yeah. the blade. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a. Yeah. Not never. You know. The, you know. Sure. But you, you're just making. It's just make. And for myself as well, that's what I do. I just try and I mean the hardest thing you're doing with any of this is to see the things you can't see yeah you know yeah. <laughs> like tensions yeah. especially unconscious tension or, sure yeah you know, unrecognized tension it, it literally means you can't see it for yourself you need yeah. somebody else and that's why you train together with sure. all sorts of people because they point things out to you they're like yeah you know that they're, they're, they're literally sort of the pointing system for your yeah, your, your external consciousness. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Showing you where you are unconscious.
let's talk about the seminar now, like the yeah. actual seminar, the content. So things that uh, were because I don't want to tell everybody how to feel. I just what I felt like. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. So uh, first day was my favorite. Not that the second day was no good. It was mm. my favorite because it was very internal and it was also. Um, the way I like to work because once you've been doing Sistema for a while, you realize that a lot of the problems are your own, like they, yeah. you, they're yeah. inside you. So you need to work on them. And I, I, I love working on them. I don't like blaming my partners, I like working on the problems I have and executing them. Yeah. And it's yeah. also, it's very humbling because there's no ego involved. Yeah. Like there's, you know, like there's no, it's you like, hmm. you know, we always want to blame other people or other things or so this was very good. Um, and the detail, um, went a step further than, than, uh, the details I've, I've had. So th this sure. is like, Oh, I got even more details. Sure. Oh, you know, it's like, it's like you got more resources in you, you know, yeah. there was, um, there was a years ago, I think it was the very first, um, camp Vlad did. Yeah, very first camp he did, and I believe it was the first one. And uh, he said, "Okay, we're going to hold a ten-minute push-up, ten-minute squat." So every day, three times a day, mm. we're going to start our training with a ten-minute squat, ten-minute push-up, a ten-minute leg raise. Yeah, and we're like, what? And you know, within the within the first time, we were just like, "How are we going to do this?" Nobody had done ten minutes. Yeah, it's long, right? Yeah, yeah. Two days later, everybody was doing it, no problem. Like yeah. I couldn't believe it. By the third day, for sure, everybody was doing it. It was yeah. unbelievable. Like yeah. what we yeah. thought we had, like mm -hmm. is so much more inside us. Yeah, yeah. Like so short of the bar. Like ourselves mm -hmm. personally, we we won't push ourselves to the edge like that. We're so yeah. short. Mm -hmm. You know, special people that can do that on their own. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, you know, I had a, a good amount of detail, but now Vlad showed an, a deeper level of detail, even from the walk or yeah. from the stand or from the kneel that I had never played with much more for five minutes. Like this was yeah. like hours. So that that was very good. There was some, some amazing lightness to that movement, right? Because um, when we were practicing the walking, that's just those the fine details about shifting your weight and making a very small gait length, you know, making half a footstep at a time and really feeling the weight shift and then seeing how that, reacts within your body and i think he had like one image where he sort of said you know when you press down into the floor something resonated with me he said like the floor is like maximum tension the floor is 100 percent tense it can't be anything else right you're not going to yeah. push the, push the planet out of the way when you push down with it on your foot it's just not going to happen so um so that comes back up through you and you can decide how far up it goes right you can trap it in your knee and just keep that knee locked and then swing everything around that pivot point or you can trap it in your hip and swing everything around that point which i think has been my tendency you know i, I let it travel as far as my hip and then for some reason lock off the hip and swing past that but this this was you know him describing that you should feel it spreading back up and distributing itself like evenly through your body right all the way up to your neck and even to your hands so that every step literally gives you power right you're pressing the floor the floor presses back and the power spreads through your body and it's funny i i felt that before with when you do push drills with the fists when you place the foot fist and you push and you kind of police yourself for tension right if you can feel something yep. in your shoulder yep. or your hip then you try and distribute it and so that you can evenly distribute that force and bounce it out and then push and actually do work right but i hadn't really made that connection with my feet you know it's like the hands were so much more sensitive than my feet or something or i just didn't put it together but once i started to feel that i'm like oh this is a game changer you know it, it enables you to be heavy but also move fast at the same time there's, there's there's and you can feel your balance so much better you can hold yourself more accountable there's so many things that come from that that one thing right it was, it was like a, a new uh, root had been planted or something, right? And all these things, other things sprouted for it. I'm like, oh God, I had no idea I was making this many mistakes. You know? <laughs> it just suddenly came out. Like, it was really good. Yeah, and the other, and what I remember a conversation a translator had said, 
that at a, a seminar Michael did years ago where he had said to us that when we need to relax, you need to relax immediately. Like mm. he said, like you, you, and then it dawned on me, you know, people train for power, they train for speed, you know, all these other things. So if I need to be fast, I need to be fast now. Like if somebody you know, stole yeah. my wallet and is running away, I need speed now. I don't need it. Like I can't warm up. I need it right sure. now. If I need yeah. to be strong, if I'm moving a fridge and it slips and I need to hold it up, yeah. I need it now. Yeah. When you need to relax, you also need it now. Yeah. So two things that have happened in my life when I was younger, and again, no systema training. So yeah. there's no point of reference because mm -hmm. sometimes people will think that, you know, I, I try to reference stuff before Sistema mm -hmm. that, that to find it. So, I, you know, I stepped, my dad was renovating the basement. He thought he cleaned up, but he left a nail and mm -hmm. it was a big nail and mm -hmm. I put my foot through it. Yeah. Um, and nail was straight through my foot. And mm. I, I just, I'm like, wow. And I instantly relaxed my body, mm. instantly sat on the floor, relaxed mm. my leg, held my leg with my hands, relaxed, and called my dad. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so it was like instant relaxation. Like, I just put a nail through my foot. Yeah. Like, it's not like some people would scream. I instantly relaxed. I realized this is serious. Yeah. And, and the whole body. Other time I was in the hospital, uh, some surgery, and it was so funny. I, uh, I was lying in bed, and I had, I'll just preface it, I had uh, my knee surgery. So I reconstructed hmm. surgery. I was in bed for about five days, uh, drinking a lot of liquids, but not um, not urinating enough. Uh, because they told me, you know, well, I couldn't get up. I had all these monitors on me and tubes coming out of every part of my body. I'm like, Jesus, I go, this is just a knee surgery. But... It was like you'd, you'd think I'd you know, been in a huge car accident or something, right? Hmm. And the nurse said, listen, if you, don't, if, you, I, I, if you don't urinate, we have to put a catheter in you. Hmm. And I'm like, what's a catheter? I didn't know what a catheter was. And I, <laughs> what a catheter was. And I'm like, what? I go, and I go, well, I go, I think I can go to the washroom. I just can't go to the washroom lying down on my back. I mean, the yeah. last time I would have done that was like, I don't know, like hmm. six hmm. months old. Like, sure. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. That. I'm not good so, at peeing myself. It's like <laughs> I'm not going to pee myself, right? And it was weird because we laugh, but mm -hmm. I was on uh, Demerol and codeine, so you're yeah. on these like painkillers, heavy duty painkillers. Yeah. So yeah. you're like you can't feel, you know, that you got, but you know you should go to the washroom, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, so shit. So she left, and I'm like, okay. There's no catheter, okay? I got mm. to take that off the plate. So I said, I think if I could stand up, I could go. But they wouldn't let me stand up. Yeah. So when she left, I decided to make an attempt at standing up. Mm. And when I stood up, it was really funny. I was I, I tr had to stay so relaxed, mm. A, because I was weak, and two, I had all these monitors and cables and, and, and pads pull and electrodes on me. Yeah. I didn't want to pull anything yeah. off. Yeah. So I got up so carefully and I mm. took that to walk carry all these things like i literally had you know two things in one hand two things in the other and i'm mm. walking so gingerly so mm. slowly not to pull anything out and also for myself as well sure. and then sure. i went to the washroom i had a good news story and that was good <laughs> that was okay but it was so gingerly it was yeah, so yeah. ginger and tender and when we were walking I, it reminded me of that actually yeah walking. i can see that yeah so Thanks, yeah because, you know so or if that, well, if I've uh, once extruded two discs in my back, you know, if you've ever had like a horrible back problem, that's how you walk, right? You walk so as not to agitate it. You walk so softly and so balanced because any 
lean or any twist is just agony, right? So you just walk extraordinarily softly, isn't it? So when we use that as a reference point, um, it just it, it dawned on me that we work on power, we work on speed, we work on all these things, and mm. and look at all the work that goes into those specific skill sets and abilities. Mm. And then with relaxation, if you tell people when they're like, okay, I need a few beers, you know, give me yeah. an hour, a nap, and then I, I can relax. Like, but yeah. but you, you need, need it right it, away. Yeah, you need it now. In yeah. certain situations, you need it now. Yeah. So, um explaining that to students this week they really saw it they go yeah you're right you know like you need it now maybe quite peaceful but when some people work around you and start to hit you from all over the place mm. stress comes in but you need to know how to restore yourself mm. and then when you go in the life situation on the subway or something you're okay to breathe you're okay it's not uh, it's not hard for you sure right? mm. and the other things yeah. what do you think i think so it just system addresses the core so yeah. it just goes right into the most profound uh, qualities. Yeah. And once you get the hang of it in the gym, uh, people can apply it in everyday life. Hmm. So they detect where tension comes in, hmm. detect if pride comes in, yeah. if resentment comes in, um, anger, irritation. So they know how to notice that in the gym hmm. and, and how to, clean that and how to get rid of it. Yeah, hmm. exactly. And then they can apply it in everyday life. It's just perfect. Because right. usually when they study, for example, box right or something, they have stress. They start to hit backs or something. Hit, hit, hit. So they move one stress to another. Mm. So, okay, they start to be tired, but there's still stress in the head, right? They need yeah. to know how to remove your stress by breathing, not just uh, that. You know, when you start to make yourself tense, then you start to be tired. Mm. But then it's still the the, the stress still. Uh, with you, right? Mm. Mm. For, for me, I've seen lots of benefits with um, family. You know, um, you mentioned in the class we just had about um, if you get into a fight sometimes and you you're too shouty, you know, either your body is shouting or you're physically shouting, it's because you didn't see you, you, you didn't hear the person, right? And or you know, your heart leaves and you can't uh, you can't connect anymore. And you were um, coaching me to be like, see this more like a conversation, right? You have to create a relationship and then you can do something. So for me, sometimes I, if I lose my temper with my kids, you know, I'm trying to get them to school in the morning and they're like, <laughs> putting one shoe on, and, no, I want the mini mouse shoe, you know, all this kind of thing. I find myself getting angry and I realize that it's this is my fault. It's just me rushing them and things. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to do this balance between being a, a firm parent and getting them to do things, but also not getting angry because because of you, right? Because mm -hmm. it's something they didn't do. And, and also maybe with um, sp spouse, you know, husband, wife, sometimes I find myself you know, snapping and saying something that's too harsh. And I realize it's me and we calm down. And, and even the kids can learn this. You know, my, my son is six and he can have a tantrum and be like, and breathe and then he starts to talk again and, and sometimes other parents are like wow how did you teach him this and I'm like no oh, Sistema you should try um, have, how have you found Sistema integrating into your own family is it something that's kind of a, co a constant part of your lives or um, does it ever kind of just drift away from your daily experience <laughs> no, I think it's a big part it's the biggest it's a family business in a way um, yeah, our yeah, kids no, uh, sure. yeah, grew up with it and yeah. it's, that was their part-time job through school and high school and uh. universities and so on so it, it's a whole family that's involved um, and it's great it brings us close together yeah um and people like it when we go to camps and events to see the family kind sure. of working together helping each other so it's yeah. very positive 
Um, and another thing I would say, Sistema forces you to look inside yourself. So, and by looking inside, you find the spiritual side of things. Mm. So it, in a way, made our family more spiritual. Yeah. And many other participants, of course, many instructors and students, um, they mm. look inside themselves. A lot of them find God that yeah. way, mm. which is great. Um, and a lot of them find other spiritual um, insights and yeah. helpful things, yeah. Is, is it a good antidote, do you think, to the, the world at the moment? Our kids are surrounded by these things, like phones and digital things all the time. Is it good to have an influence that gets kids to move and to breathe and to think about something bigger than themselves? Um, mm. Do you think Sistema has a function in that in helping to educate kids mm. properly? You know? Definitely. Well, yeah. Our youngest daughter, who is 16, she's ah. taking classes. Yeah. And she's very happy to get out uh, of her room, put yeah. the phone aside, and right. then train um, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. She's very happy to do it. That's good. This is <laughs> vanishingly rare these days. More and more kids yeah. <laughs> inside don't go outdoors. So. Yeah, great. Um, okay, and so uh, thanks so much. I'm um, wary of time here. I'm keeping you. <laughs> You've had a good chunk of time. But um, finally, where do you see, um, we've had 25 years of Sistema now uh, here at Toronto HQ. Um, where do you see Sistema going over the next decade? What, what are your hopes for it? Do you, um, do you hope to see it grow more? Because there's also this kind of thing, Sistema's getting so big and there's so many people. It must be such a challenge to try to make sure that everybody's getting the right message and that it's not getting diluted in some way. Mm -hmm. You know, there's more diverse people, more different types of people training, which is great. Um, but there's the danger that maybe the message gets lost as it gets further and further away. Is there, do you worry about this or do you, um, do you see it trying to lead it in any particular direction? No, it's not just, uh, I would say, uh, my wife will yeah, Mikhail explained this uh, point. Sistema protects itself. Mm. If it's going in the wrong direction, uh, it will inevitably die. Um, mm. And this we saw a, a few people who have uh, stepped aside from Sistema. If they didn't do it in the right way, their business fell apart. Mm. So. But we don't need to worry about where Sistema is going to go. Mm. It will continue developing naturally, and wherever God takes it, thank God. Okay. As long as you study Sistema, see, that's the, the hardest part to study system because you want to teach yourself all the time. You want to present yourself all the time. That's what the ego comes. Uh, mm. That's what you start to create. Sistema, blah, blah, blah. System, that, that. That's, mm. You see that it's a weakness point. Mm. But we're all weak, you know. It's... Uh, uh, what can we do? Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I believe in my case what I, I did. I always stick with Michael Ryabkov so, because yeah. he's the main source, mm. and it's better to drink from the kalodis and from the well yeah. rather than drink from a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> bucket, yeah. bucket. Sorry, yeah, in a, in a well. Well. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's always fresh water or something new. So that's what I like about the system. It's still. Uh, grow up it's still, it's still uh, when I see Michael all the time he brings something new so mm. it's incredible it's, it's so great mm. like it's always you know feeds you you know it's like a fresh good food yeah. not old food no no this one master told me 100 years ago mm. but not 100 years ago <laughs> yeah, so they, they teach you to think all the time to look around to create something new positive so I'm not worried about C. You know, God give us, God will take it if something happens. 
Well, well, I've certainly enjoyed coming up here with my uh, my crew again and drinking from the well. It's a, it's, yeah. it's always a great pleasure. That's what I like when the people come. You know, the, 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 the great positive people. You can teach them, and you see that they, you know, something stuck inside his body. Because mostly you study system, like my wife said, it's different spiritual things comes inside you. But it's so interesting. They they so deep sometimes. They more deeper than uh, you know your body, right? Body mm. will die anyway, right? But the spiritual mm. things will stay with you, I hope, right? Yeah. So I believe. And right. You know, yeah. I'd rather to study this. Not physically, okay. Today yeah. you're healthy, tomorrow you're sick completely. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com. <laughs>